0: You're not gonna Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by MSW Nutrition here in Austin, Texas. My name is Allison and your co-hosts for this show are Baldo Garza at TexMexYogi on Instagram and Jonathan Mendoza at Nurse Doza on Instagram. We're very excited about this episode. This is a new friend of ours who just moved to Austin recently, but she comes to MSW Lounge quite often. She uh, MSW Lounge is where we record and um. Yeah, she's just super cool. We really love getting to know her and we can't wait to introduce you guys to her. But before I introduce her, this podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. So our guest today is Madeline Miles. She is a yogi and she is the founder of Madeline's Cookbook. She recently moved to Austin and you guys are going to love her. I feel like she and I actually have a lot in common. <laughs> she's got her hands in the health space in a lot of different areas and she's super cool. She's become fast friends with us here at the lounge and you guys are going to love learning more about her and her story. Um, they get into some really cool stuff especially uh, especially around women's health. So without further ado, here is Madeline Miles on the How Do You Health podcast.
1: All right, guys, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Uh, It's Friday afternoon, and uh, we're here with Madeline from Madeline's Cookbook. She's a food blogger, not a think blogger, because that does not exist, and uh, you guys would have to ask me about that later on. But um, we're going to be talking all sorts of health information, they just, John and her just had a really deep conversation about her health, and it's gonna we're gonna explore some of that, maybe, and uh, we're gonna talk some vitamins, she got a shot, so we'll probably at- talk about what was in there, and uh, I'm Tex McSyogi, and we'll get this uh, party started
2: um, The conversation that we had a while ago was a pretty important one mm-hmm. right, because we're talking about women's health, yeah, right and you have a lot of interaction with some of your readers and listeners about some of the issues that pertain to like hormones right and inflammation birth control what are women what are women asking you
3: um i mean so many women are put on birth control at at such a, a young age and most of it is it's not because they're trying to not get pregnant it's because they're you know having really heavy periods or hormonal acne um i mean you name it so many symptoms that instead of them us being taught like how our bodies work and that it's really due to a hormonal imbalance they're like okay we're going to put you on birth control and they don't explain it anywhere like literally like, your doctor doesn't explain it to you they don't teach it to you in school so um i mean i'm 22 years old and i'm just now really learning like the functionings of my body and like hormones in general like i just didn't know anything about hormones um and so yeah So, so many women are asking me like you know, well, gee, should I be on birth control? Like I you know, I had acne and then I got off of it and so a lot of people are scared and I was even scared myself, like when I get off of it, am I going to get acne? Am I going to get all of these like really crazy symptoms? Um, and so and I just got off at the beginning of May. So I'm still kind of like a guinea pig right now. Like we're gonna we're <laughs> just <laughs> people keep asking me, they're like, How did you get your period back? And I'm like, Ask me in a couple of months or like however long it's gonna be but um I mean, yeah, like, so many women were just are – they're just, like, how I was, and they had no idea, like, about any of this, you know? So I'm realizing that the most out of anything is, like, whenever I put a post up on Instagram um, or on my stories, people are just, like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I just – like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is how our bodies work? Or, like, so many people are, like, wait, I shouldn't be on birth control? Like, is it really that bad for yeah. you? Like, people just don't even know. I didn't even know until huh. – Two months
1: ago. Yeah, how did you come to that decision? Because we see people that are in their 40s, or, well, maybe not 40s, but, like, definitely, like, 30s, where they're now wanting to get pregnant. And it's like, I've been on birth control for, like, 20 years. And the the, the idea of, like, not even, of not being in birth control has never even crossed their mind. Like, how did that come to you?
3: So, when I was in Austin last summer, because I lived here last summer for an internship, I would go to these, like, foodie meetups where, like, a bunch of us bloggers and not even not all of us were bloggers, but I mean, some were just like owners of health food, CPG companies and whatever. We'd all meet up and meet for coffee or meet at HEX Food Co. And um, just talk how we talk, you know, like just talk about anything and everything health. And uh, it was Katie who was like, okay, guys, I'm reading this book and, you know, I'm getting off the pill, like whatever. And so then I was like, you know, I I pulled someone aside. I was like, wait, is is birth control bad for you? (laughs) (laughs) And She was like, yeah, it's really bad, but, like, it's okay, I'm on it, too, you know, like, I'd rather not get pregnant, you know, whatever, and I was, like, okay, yeah, I'm with you, too, like, I, I'd rather be on something that's bad for you, as long as I don't have a kid, again, <laughs> didn't know that, whatever, there's I, other yeah, remedies, yes, there are all other remedies, you're not just fertile all the time, but <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know what, like, sparked me, it was around February that I was just, like, I I don't know. I, I feel weird. This is, like, the only pharmaceutical that I take. I've always been very anti-pharmaceuticals, yet I take this little pill at noon every single day, you know? And I started to just, like, internally question a lot, like, how much is this really affecting my mood and my sleep? And so, um yeah i just reached out to a couple of friends who are in the health realm and i was like who i know aren't on birth control um and i was like okay what should i read and what should i listen to so i just started off with reading one book which led me to read another book and another and listen to all these podcasts and uh and now here i am and i got off um i got off birth control in may i did call my uh my gynecologist before and I was like and I just knew too because all of like the books and everything were like if you talk to your doctor about this be prepared for them to tell you it's a bad idea and she did she was like are you sure you want to do this and I was like yeah and I'm just going on like off of, on the tangent about like why it's not good for me and she was just like okay but are you sure you want to do this and I was like oh whatever like I don't even know why I called to tell you <laughs> I was yeah. like I'm getting off um but yeah so I mean what is it now I'm kind of losing the day it's mid-June and I mean I haven't experienced anything crazy like I was scared as heck because some of the other females who I've talked to some had horror stories like I had my worst panic attacks for like the first two months after getting off the pill and some people said I immediately got all of this acne so I went into it like I already have a lot of anxiety, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what's going to happen? But, I mean, knock on wood, everything's been fine so far. Like, I didn't, I never got on birth control for a condition like acne or heavy periods or anything like that. In fact, I didn't even have a period when I got on birth control because of my eating disorder and all that, all that stuff that was going on. So, um... I was pretty optimistic. I was like, well, fingers crossed like that nothing like that happened. So now it's just – and luckily nothing has, but now it's on, like, the period remedy. I want to get that back. So that's where I'm at now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we talked earlier. I said I found it interesting that we had a discussion about your period, your hormones, the idea that you have this weird thing going on with your reproductive cycle, and you're coming to us, two guys, <laughs> for help. And I just said, I I find it fascinating. What usually happens with most women is that y'all get screwed up by birth control. It's a good and a bad thing. The only good thing is it keeps you from getting pregnant if you don't want to get pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. The bad thing is you're putting synthetic estrogen into your body. Your body doesn't know how to metabolize that most of the time. Let alone the fact that what you're 22, in your prime years of your life, you should be fertile. You should be able to produce a cycle. You suppressed it for so long. Weird because, like, that just seems like it's the norm. I always make the analogy like, what if it was a guy, a, uh, like a teenage su- uh, boy, who went to the doctor's office and said, and the doc, the mom was like, Well, I'm really worried about him, like, getting someone pregnant. And the doctor's like, Well, let's just suppress his testosterone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure the dad or the mom would be like, Well, we're not doing that, right? <laughs> but yet, yeah, you turn right around and say, But give my daughter all the birth control you want, and she wants a Nuvo ring or an implant, non and all like, just anything, yeah. and no one bats an eye. So what happens is people will, especially women, will not question their doctor when it comes to like their hormones, but yet they don't, they leave unfulfilled. Like almost like the doctor didn't explain everything. They didn't take right. into account the idea that if that hormone enters my body, does it affect other hormones? Right? Right. And what's incredible about it is that you started that journey. Mm-hmm. And just in the few months that you've embarked on this journey, you're like, wow, like so many women are going through this. Yeah. And they're looking for you to, for guidance, right? Yeah. I mean, is it that hard to stop the pill? I mean, what did you do? you just stop taking the pill? Is that it?
3: I just stopped. Well, I mean, <laughs> I... I mean, yeah.
2: I, is it that simple, right? Like, I, I just, just stopped taking the, the I pill. I literally, like,
3: I finished out my cycle after Like, I, was, I had just finished my second book. I was like, okay, I'm prepared. And, yeah, once that last... Like, I took that last pill, and it, I was supposed to start the sugar pills for four days. I was like, I'm not starting back up. Yeah. And I didn't start back up. That's cool. And now I'm, yeah, I'm here. And like, yeah. again, like I didn't feel this huge dramatic like, ah, but, um, I mean, I, I will say though, I do feel, believe it or not, I know you two, like have only met me a couple of times and I don't know how riled up I seem when I come in here, but I actually feel a lot less stressed now and I sleep better than I have like for the last five years. Yeah. So let me yeah.
2: elaborate on that real quick. So for the listeners, This is the science part of why estrogen is so important. Uh, I explained to Maddie a while ago that most women will make several different estrogens in a lifetime. The one that you make before you become pregnant, when you're like, you know, say 14 all the way to like 38 or 45 nowadays, um, that's the good kind of estrogen that makes you feel like a woman. When you go and become pregnant, you make a different kind of estrogen. When you go into menopause, you make a different kind of estrogen. That's very inflammatory. Well, Inflammatory estrogen is bad for any woman, regardless of what age they are, because it throws off your other good production of of your good estrogen. Birth control is synthetic inflammatory estrogen. Stress can cause inflammatory estrogen production in your body, namely in your fat cells, right? which is incredible. So if you think about it, you're going from a perspective saying, I have to learn how my hormones are affecting me because stress affects my hormones in different ways. Right? So now your conversation about your hormones is way different because you're not getting off the pill to get pregnant, right? Yeah. No. You're <laughs> just saying like, I want to take control of my body. Right. Right? Yeah. So what do what do hormones mean for you now compared to when you didn't even know about them like six years ago?
3: Um, Yeah. Or like even two months ago. Or two months <laughs> ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, gosh. I mean, I, I just try to learn a little bit every single day and how, you know, if I'm feeling a certain way, like I've been feeling... Roggy when I wake up and so how my brain is now like trained trained as of recent is like okay something's up with my hormones it must be something with my hormones so um I mean to answer your question I'm just still trying to learn and it is funny that you two are both dudes (laughs) (laughs) but I know that you guys are like geniuses when it comes to this stuff so I'm like but we can work together you know I like I'll let you know how I'm feeling and what's going on and you're like, okay, well, it's probably, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. But, I mean, essentially I'm like a guinea pig right now. Yeah. yeah. We are well, yeah.
1: Th- the thing about about that is that we're going to work together to figure it out. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's what works best for you, right? right? Because even the idea of you learning, you're taking it upon yourself. Like, it was never brought up to you beforehand. Like, not in high school, not in college. Never. Not even, like hey, by the way, y'all should read some of these books. Right. It, it was just more like you just did that on your own from yeah. a conversation that you had upon, uh, uh, like among other healthy people. Yeah. Right? But if you don't have that same, I don't know, like round of friends, then you might not ever come into that conversation. Right. And then who knows what happens. I
3: would still be on birth control, or, right. for
1: sure. That's just a really interesting thing. I mean, I know that we never, it was never even brought up from a guy's perspective just like hormones or just like sex or anything at all. But, you know...
3: I was going to say. You would
1: think maybe in the new age, but maybe not.
3: In one of the books I read, um, they're talking about this study where they brought a bunch of males in and they gave them birth control. And, you know, tested, like, how they felt after, I forget what the trial period was, but they were like, we would never do this voluntarily. Like, we felt (laughs) so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, couldn't sleep. We were moody. Like, our appetite was all funky. Like, we're never doing that. And they're like... Okay, cool. We're still going to do it for women.
2: Yeah, we're still <laughs> like, do it for women because they don't know any better, okay. right? Like, they're, yeah. they can take it. <laughs> that's just so odd. It just, it's almost.
1: But it happens as well with, like, giving women testosterone.
2: Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. Don't feel bad because you don't understand hormones just yet. So when you get older, what will happen is you do get to look at your hormones in a bigger picture right so what will happen is a woman will go like let's 40 year old woman goes to the doctor complaining about my skin's changing my hair is falling out I'm bloated all the time I um, have painful menstrual cycles I can't lose weight and I'm sleeping poorly oh and I have some night sweats okay so based off of that they'll usually check a couple hormones estrogen maybe even thyroid Right? But they don't look at the bigger picture. They don't see the idea that hormones are balancing one another. So when they say, like, all right, cool, you got all these issues, here's some estrogen. Take, I hope it takes care of everything. That was kind of the older mentality. Now the newer one is saying, well, women make testosterone too. Let's give them estrogen and testosterone. Let's put it in a pellet and drill it into their butt and put it in there for four months. And hopefully that takes care of their skin, their sex drive, their energy, like all that. And it's incredible because Baldo's seen this now. And when we first start working together, I said, "You're going to see a lot of older women on testosterone in here." And he's like, "Why would a woman need testosterone?" I said, "That's a really good question." <laughs> Guys, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> well, we make estrogen, right? Yeah. But you a don't see bit. me telling a guy you need more estrogen. It's, no, you need more testosterone. Right. Right. And it's – guys, it's kind of easy, right? Like, when they're getting older, you're like, I know it's my testosterone. It's like, well, here's some testosterone. And then the mom, the wife's like, oh, thanks a lot. He won't leave me alone now. It's like, <laughs> well, that's the easy fix. Right. The problem is is that those guys think that testosterone is going to fix all the answers too. Just like these doctors think that testosterone is going to fix what a woman needs. Right. I mean, it's incredible, right? Because – where did this theory come up with? Was it a guy that said women need testosterone or was it a female? I mean, what did you read in your books? Did you I ever have not. It?
3: I would love to know that. Right, see that's what I'm saying? I, right? it was probably some guy this that was
2: like, she doesn't want to have sex But him. this she wasn't was basically... mentioned in your book, right? I mean, that's probably it, right? <laughs> I mean, that's basically what happened. It was a It was a doctor, the... yeah. It was like, can you please... That's like... exactly... I, I almost like... guarantee you that's how it started. I almost guarantee you. They're playing golf and it's like, yeah, it's like, dude, my... Man, it sucks, man. Why have I to complain about Blah, blah. Maybe she'll give her some testosterone and help my wife and, like, helps me whenever I need her. It's like, cool.
3: Literally, that probably is what happened. <laughs> that's exactly That's both sad, both but it's true. Yeah. And you
2: them. know what? So there are some women who say it does help with sex drive. Right, uh, it just I'm does. Sure it does. Right. Yeah, you know, and also so also th-
3: just having balanced hormones like helps with your sex drive. But it's like,
2: incredible I'm about listening to your wife; that might help. Well, just think about <laughs> this though. Like, okay, so in transgender now, you can take hormones that basically change your sex, right? So you can. Thank I've you. seen people that change, you know, within months. Right. You go higher up on the testosterone for a woman, you start getting man features. Right. So the women, I remember when we women were on testosterone, they complained about black hairs and acne and a deeper voice. I was like, that's too much testosterone for you. You need to back it up. On birth control? No, okay. no, no. no. Like, oh. no oh, they were taking testosterone. Oh, and so okay. so when they were taking testosterone, they were complaining about black hairs and acne and like deep voice. Their testosterone was basically taking over their estrogen and it right. basically dominated the estrogen. Uh-huh. That's not good for a woman, right? No. So at some point I was like, Why are you even taking testosterone? Like, why well, need sex drive? Well, your sex drive is probably coming from your mood. Right. What's going on with your mood? Well, I'm always in a shitty mood. I, you know, it's like What we talked about earlier, I'm like, well, there's something that's going on. It's probably not hormone-related. It's probably neurotransmitter-related. Right. So what will happen is a woman comes in and says, I want to lose weight. I can't lose weight. Guy says, it's your hormones. Cool. We checked two hormones. That wasn't it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's in your head. Here's some Prozac. Here's some Zoloft. I'm depressed. Yeah. I'm depressed. Yeah. Here, oh, I'm anxious all the time. Here's some Xanax, right? Yeah. And then you're put on birth control, antidepressants, right? And you're like, I still don't feel good. This has like in my
3: life, for, right? Like, so
2: I know <laughs> you said that you hadn't taken any other
1: pharmaceuticals. What other pharmaceuticals have been recommended to you? Uh, oh no,
3: I did. So I was taking them. Um, so from about, you know, the onset of my. Anorexia, or even actually before that, because the first time I went to go see a therapist, and I went to see a therapist and a sleep therapist when I was in fifth grade, because I couldn't sleep, um, and they wanted to put me on—I mean, gosh, I, like literally every antidepressant and anti-anxiety under the moon—between fifth grade and then throughout high school, and it was like my my parents had to help at like forced me to take it, because I didn't want to take it, um, and part of that was also because, like, I just was so sick, I didn't w- see a problem, and I didn't want to get better, you know, so I was like, I don't want to take that, but then even, like, beyond that, I was like, I don't want to feel better because of a pill, you know, like, there was just always, I, something always felt really weird about that to me, um, and even, like, the last four years that I was in college, whenever I would go through hard times, I feel like, it was like, oh, you need to get back on a pill. Even my therapist was like, you just need to get on, you know, a pill. Like, go see someone get put, like, put on Xanax or whatever. And I was like, no. Like, I want control over this. You know, I don't want to be put on a pill. Yeah. yeah. And then reading these books, too. Like, I didn't know how, like, taxing those are for your liver. I just, I just didn't, I didn't even know the science behind it. I just knew it wasn't good for me or for anyone to take. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's so bad on the liver, too. And well. But
2: the fact that you even realize that, I mean, there's women, even guys that will come in and they're, whatever, I trust you, right? Whatever it is, you know, let me have it. If a doctor tells you these are the four or five pills you need to take, most people don't question it. Mm -hmm. That was like 10, 20 years ago when everyone was put on birth control. Now, I imagine you have 16, 17, 20-year-olds coming in saying, I don't want that stuff. Doctors are baffled because they're like, this is what we're taught to do. Right right and so it's funny because even this week we talked about vasectomies yeah and my wife wants me to have one because you know we're through having kids and I just kind of don't want to do it because honestly I was like I don't know if it's natural to just do that right it's kind of like telling a woman to tire tubes like I don't think that's natural either I don't think it's natural to take out your uterus too and have a hysterectomy but that's what modern medicines answer for everything if it's not working let's take Take it it out out. and it's incredible because when that happens Especially with like vasectomies, what I've been reading lately is higher risk for prostate cancer. Oh, yeah. mm.
1: Well, Thank see, you. the thing is, I was researching that because like his wife wants him, to, wants him to get a vasectomy. I was like, well, I'll just go with you, maybe, and then, you know, maybe you get two for one or whatever. And then I was like, oh wait, never mind. There's just, like a higher risk of cancer. Like we're not doing that. <laughs> but it, it's it's in it's in your body. Why would it not? Why would it be there if it's not? needed.
2: But it's so it's weird because a guy can vocalize and say like I don't want that and everyone's cool with it. A woman says I don't want to get my tubes type, I don't want to have a hysterectomy. He's like no, you need this. Right. It's so there's a lady who she had two kids before. She's probably about I don't know, 34 or 35 at this time. She had a, a Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid disorder. It's an autoimmune disorder for the thyroid. And for the listeners, the way you diagnose an autoimmune disorder for your thyroid is you order something called a thyroid TPO antibody test. That's going to tell you have antibodies that basically produce inflammation and your thyroid's sick. Most women, by the time they get that diagnosis, they're screwed up. Like just they didn't diagnose them correctly, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so when you have like thyroid disorders, you have like adrenal disorders, you have any kind of hormones, kind of, I don't know, just whatever it is, you don't really know how to go about it. And so when you go and you talk to a doctor, you feel like you should be in a comfortable space to say, like, what's wrong with me? What what hormone is it? The truth is they don't know because in school they were taught to look at two hormones. Yeah. And they weren't looking at the bigger picture. So you'll talk to OBGYNs that were like, we would never do that. And even the medications they give, it's usually wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so the system is in place to basically – I don't know, man. It's, just, it's not in favor of women and taking care of their hormones, like, at all. That's at why, all. by default, we had to do hormone replacement. I'm like, everyone's screwing up all these women, and they're on Synthroid when they shouldn't be on Synthroid. They're on birth control when they shouldn't be on birth control. Oh, going back to the, the female. So when she went back to uh, come to us and say, like, well, I want to get pregnant again, I said, well, we got to deal with the Hashimoto's. She said, well, my doctor won't do anything about it. And you know what they did? They took my thyroid out. That's what they said. They said, your thyroid is sick. Let's get it out of there.
1: Well, we have several friends that don't have a thyroid. They're like 24, 25. She was young,
2: right? 30-something. The doctor said, you have Hashimoto's. It's sick. Let's get it out of there. Now, we have tons of Hashimoto's clients that have either reversed it or managed it well, not to the point that they take their thyroid out. But she came to us. she's like, I want to get pregnant for a third time with my kids. I keep getting miscarriages. Like, I want another kid. What can we do? I was like, well, what do you want? They gave her thyroid medicine, like Synthroid, right after they took her thyroid off. And I was like, well, did they recommend that before? And she's like, no. I said, so they didn't recommend medicine before they took your thyroid. They just took it out. They're like, yeah. Same thing happens with the uterus. Hysterectomy, take it out. PCOS, amazing. The, and, this, and this is the soapbox, and you probably read this in the book. Endometriosis, PCOS is abundant, abundant amongst women. It's incredible because PCOS is one way to make women infertile, right? And, in, and PCOS is an insulin issue. So there's women out there that have insulin dysregulation, and that's why they can't get pregnant. Probably has nothing to do with the birth control they're on. But think about this. One in three Americans are pre-diabetic. What if that wasn't a diabetes issue? What if they had an insulin problem that caused them to affect their ovaries, right? That's how PCOS is because if you're pregnant, you can get something called gestational diabetes. You basically become a diabetic while you're pregnant. pregnant. How in the world does that happen? It's not because you were overeating. That right. might have not helped, right? But then what will happen is the way to combat that is you give them insulin or metformin during that. Mm-hmm. Same approach. You give metformin to a woman that has PCOS, they get better. And I'm just like, wow, it's an insulin issue. Sure. Did they ever look at But the thing is, they won't look at the insulin when you come into the OBN. They just say, you have PCOS. It sucks, man. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. You might be infertile. You have endometriosis. Yeah, we're going to have to take that out. We're going to have to scrape the lining because right. there's so much scar tissue. I mean, this yes. So, so think about this. Is this. Why I
3: trust you guys. Well, <laughs> well,
2: you're not having to go through that right now, yeah. Right, because you're so young. Mm-hmm. You spoke up and said, "I'm through with this." I mean. That's incredible.
1: That's awesome. That's am- I
2: mean, that. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why people look up to you and say, like, please show me. what. And you're like, all I did was just stop the birth control. <laughs> like, that's all I did. That's but the that's- easiest thing I've ever done. It's just yeah, not is-, is that <laughs> the modern-day burning of the bra? Is that what it oh is? Like, God. I mean, that's just oh, no. like Everyone's We're just yeah. like, throw out my birth control. Like, that's it. I'm done with it.
3: No, we really should. I remember, like, even a couple, like, <laughs> I forget how long ago it was, but when birth control became, like, free – like all my friends and I were like, "Yeah, like birth control's free now. Like we don't even have to pay for it." And <laughs> like, I, now, I'm just like thinking back, and I'm like, oh
1: my gosh. "But it's crazy, right? Because it's free, but then that means that you're gonna have to pay for a bunch of medication when you're."
2: Oh, because you're yeah. on it every single month. Well, but that's... you're on it every month, though.
3: Right. And well, it's
2: just a well, whatever. Well, yeah. what I was reading that
3: book, it's like because some people have like so many problems on birth control, and like yeah. I, I mean, I was. I was lucky in that I didn't have problems before birth control and I didn't have a lot of problems on birth control, like really serious ones, um, aside from like little things and I mean it affected my mood and my sleep in little ways, but uh, you know what the book's point was in all this research is is like you could be fine right now, fine taking the pill. But, like, all of this stuff is going to build up mm-hmm. and catch up to you later in your life. And so that's what, because, like, when I first started reading about it, again, like, I, I was scared as hell. I was, like, I've been on, I was, I've been told by so many medical professionals, like, be on the pill, you know, like, just go on it's it. It's like, Yeah, I was, like, I mean, if they're all recommending it, it can't be that bad, you know, like, can't be that bad. For me. And then I'm reading, like, you can get, like it's causing cancer. It's called like all of this stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm texting my mom like little play by plays as I'm reading the book. And I'm like, why have I been on this? But really it's just because no one like knows, you know, like, and I read the, I listened to this great podcast too. And someone asked, um, Alyssa Viti, Viti, I don't know if Mm -hmm. you guys follow her work, but, um, they're like should we be pissed at our doctors and she's like no because honestly like you said they don't know they're just not, they, know. they don't know yeah
1: the 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 thing about it even if they do know they can't practice that way right it's which is a system failure right yeah. because it's like Someone might say, Well, we were talking about this last night about a completely different issue, and like a glutathione issue. And I was like, Well, we know that it helps with certain things. And and then he's like, Yeah, but I can't use it in the hospital. Yeah. Like they that's... won't allow that.
2: Yeah. So. And
1: it's like, But it's cheaper than the medications, like, yeah, but, but I'm not allowed to use it. Yeah,
3: that's
2: just not. I talked to that. an OBGYN lately, and they called to ask questions about the hormones, asking me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, I feel honored. So I was like, well, this is kind of what it's sounding like and and everything. And I was like, so how's practice going? Man, I, I just I feel like every time I give a woman birth control now or if I have in the past, I feel like I screwed them up for life. <laughs> that was incredible because yeah. to hear that the lights came on. Yeah. And for anyone like what books did you read to it?
3: I read Woman Code and then Beyond the Pill.
2: I was going to say, Beyond the Pill is a great book for anyone who wants to learn about their hormones. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. I mean, that one was so, like, in-depth of, like, oh, you have oily skin, like, one day. It's because of this. Or, oh, you have, you know, acne, cystic acne. It's because of this. So that one was, like, very, like in depth uh woman code was the first one i read i still recommend that one as well because that one is a great like general kind of overview that like really got me like going like i oh, can't okay, i need to get off of this and then i read that book though because with woman code i was like okay i think i de- i think i want to get off of birth control and then with that book i was like Done. I'm stopping. Once this is done. Yeah. I can
2: imagine like your face when you reading the book and you're like getting pissed off. Like what? I'm like ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting
3: pissed off. Like texting my mom. Like Oop. wait. So how, how
2: did? You, what did your mom say?
3: Um. So I, I was telling <laughs> you this. Like she. She said that she trusted me. <laughs> well, I will. I mean, I would like tell my parents about all oh, this crazy. They, they, they th- sometimes think it's crazy. They're definitely coming around to the sure. whole holistic approach. But again, like, unless you are someone who is super interested and passionate about it, like we are and does your own personal research, you're not going to learn it anywhere else. Yep. You know, you go to your doctor, you can see all the doctors for everything. And no one's going to tell you any of yep. this stuff unless you do it yourself. So Um, anyway, they're starting to come around to it. I think they also just love my passion for it. Um, and also realize that the Western medicine approach didn't really work for me all those years. So they're like, if she wants to try something else, they love that I'm, you know, so invested in my health. But she did say, she's like, She's like, I mean, yeah, I know it's not, like, the best for you. And I know, like, kind of just, like, a disappointing voice. Like, I know it's not the best. But, and I'm like, well, you tried. It, yeah. <laughs> and, like, well, she's, I'm like, get Abby off of it. Because that's, like, my younger sister. And she's like, well, you see, with you, I trust
1: you. <laughs> oh my like, God. I, you know, I trust
3: you. You know what you're doing. You're not going to, essentially, like, you're not going to go get pregnant. She's like, Abby, on the other hand. Like, and I was like. I, mean, I guess I kind of see a point to all that, right. but then I'm like, no, I'm reading way too much about how terrible well, one this step at like, a just time train right? the girl that's
2: cool. we we'll talk to them about it like yeah, you
3: know,
1: just I can't wait to meet them I know you you said they yeah. yes, them. they're
3: coming um in August, early August for my birthday, so i'm they'll definitely all have to come that's here cool just, yeah. like everyone has to sit down for two hours and just learn have about an themselves. intervention intervention
1: yeah.
2: oh my god yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: we're real an ivy interv-
1: interv-
2: inter- intervention. intervention yeah IV- Um, Intervenious intervention. There (laughs) go.
3: For real though, because like I feel like the outcast a lot of times in my family. Because I'm like, why am I? I feel weird almost for caring so much about my health, and then I'm like, and then I'm with people like you guys, and like that's why I loved Austin so much, and was like, I need to move back because you just there's so an abundance of people who do care about this and who are you know,
2: yeah, knowledgeable about it. It's this is a melting pot of just people coming here to gravitate towards this energy that Austin has. And we felt very fortunate. Like there was a lady that was sitting over there. She was talking about, I'm moving back to Austin. We're finally moving to Austin. This is the spot. Like this is where you want to be. If you want to have health and wellness conversations that are like in depth to the point where you've never heard it before, there's some tie back to Austin. There's someone here that created something or doing something. And it's incredible because you're all doing it from all walks of life, right? One of the things – like I've been in healthcare for over a decade now and most of my friends are not in healthcare anymore. Mm-hmm. Most of my colleagues that I would talk to were in healthcare and I would ask them questions like what do you think about it? and they gave me very scientific, you know, doctor answers and practitioner answers. But it wasn't tradition. It was, it was it was it was it was traditional. It wasn't different. It wasn't outside thinking of the box, right? And so I remember when I was looking at hormone replacement therapy, standard of practice for OBGYN says you cannot give estrogen replacement to a woman in menopause for longer than five years that's the standard of practice it might have changed recently but imagine that a woman goes into menopause gets put on estrogen and -hmm. says hey i feel great now i've been missing this estrogen my whole life now you know i finally got it i feel like i'm 20 again Mm -hmm. the doctor says well you can only be on it for five years you can only feel this good for five years then we got to take you off Mm -hmm. and the patient will be like why it's because estrogen is linked to breast cancer and here's the thing. You shake your head, and I questioned. I said, why? Why would it make sense to take away something that a woman needs in order to function? That is, you wouldn't take away testosterone from a guy, but right. that's the same thing. They said, guys can only be on testosterone for so long. Otherwise, it's damaging. So I said, I don't agree with this. This doesn't make sense. We're talking about replenishment. If you're deficient in testosterone, give your body testosterone. If you're deficient in estrogen, give it there. So I went and looked at it. It's all synthetic they were measuring. All the case studies that tied hormone replacement to cancer was because they were giving synthetic estrogen and testosterone to people and synthetic estrogen converts into inflammatory cancerous estrogen and if you don't believe me go look up what an aromatase inhibitor is it's an estrogen blocker in chemotherapy i believe you (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: goes without saying i believe you but yeah because i mean i don't even know all of this But I even listening to that, I'm like, why would something that our bodies produce naturally just harm us like that
2: cause breast cancer? This is what people are going to talk to you about. They're going to say, why, if I'm on birth control now and I'm having these issues, what is it going to look like when I'm older? My mom's on this and she still doesn't feel right and blah, blah, blah. So it's going to be weird because you're going to say, well, maybe you're getting like GMO estrogen. That's what you did with birth control. You got GMO estrogen. Yeah. And that's why you didn't feel good. And it destroyed you
3: yeah
2: (laughs) right buy real food take real hormones yeah right and like okay so let me ask you this let's say you go the natural approach right now you're 22 all right Mm -hmm. in theory what would it be like for you taking supplements like what have you been reading what have you been searching for
3: um so i mean from those books i've been taking like a liver supplement like kind of detox thing um every single day been taking fish oil uh a really good like woman's multivitamin that my dietitian recommended and she's a mix between you guys and western medicine so yep. like a nice they do some interesting cool holistic therapies in there so but it, again it's not like 100 percent um gosh i feel like i take a lot i mean i take turmeric as well if i'm feeling um inflamed at all uh i take vitex um, which is, like, an Indian berry that's supposed to help with. I, I've i heard it was just supposed to help get my period back, but also other women have said that when they got off the pill, it also helped them with, like, cystic acne. Yep. Um, yeah, other stuff like that. So the multivitamin, turmeric, if I need it, liver every day, the Vitex, fish oil.
1: You're doing the turmeric with oh, black pepper? Yeah. That's nice. And
3: I um, – yes, because I found out, like – Six months ago. I had been using turmeric and then it was like, well, it doesn't do anything if you don't get the, have black, it pepper. In conjunction yeah. with the black pepper. Uh, I was like, uh, black black I'm not right? Um oh nice. Yep. Um, <laughs> what else? What else? Uh, I take an adrenal health. Um I'll have to show you guys nice. the brand, but it's just supposed to be good for your adrenals. And then C B D every day. Nice. I love C B D so
0: Hello there, Vitamizers. Thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by MSW Nutrition. Wanted to pop in really quickly and let you guys know that this month's deal is our Relax Aid Bundle. So, this is great if you really like number one, a delicious drink, (laughs) but number two, calm focus. This is something that a lot of people really struggle with. I think when we take focus, aiding supplements. Oftentimes they might feel like they wire us a little bit, a little bit too much. And this one seeks to change that. So if you've ever really would like as just a calm focus that doesn't put you to sleep, but you can still get your work done without freaking out. That's what this is for. This combines our chill, our gut and our Neuromag supplements. Typical price is $222, but we're selling this for $169. And you can catch that bundle in the in the show notes. So, again, if you like calm, focused work, this is your go to drink. You just mix it with your favorite sparkling water for the best flavor and enjoy a nice, calm work day that gets a lot of things done without requiring a nap. Check it out through the show notes. Brought to you by MSW Nutrition. Here is the How Do You Health podcast again.
2: Let me ask you about the adrenal. What did you notice when you started taking that?
3: I feel. Okay, so it's funny when people ask me that. I don't necessarily always feel something when I start taking something, like a supplement. But when I stop taking it is when I notice. So I went like, you know, a week and a half, almost two weeks before I ordered my next one. Because I was like, I don't know if that did anything over the last 30 days. And I just felt more anxious. Like my heart kind of was racing faster and more frequently. So I was like, okay, I guess it was doing something. Yeah. So I ordered it again and I take it every month now. Or I get it every month and I take it every morning.
2: You know the anxiety and the stress response we talked about before? Yeah. Your adrenals are your stress response. Yeah. They release cortisol and adrenaline. Right. Right. So if you're firing on that all the time, you're kind of overworking your adrenals, which means cortisol, which is inflammatory for most people, it's in your body. Like, yeah. So I'm sure your adrenal support kind of regulated the cortisol and calmed it down yeah. to where you were like not as anxious. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of nice. I know. Between <laughs> <I just laughs> <retain laughs> chill too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I love the chill. (laughs) 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 I seriously, I like took it, um, I drank some on Saturday morning. I don't know why, like this just happens to me sometimes, but I just wake up and I'm just automatically anxious. Like I just wake up, I start thinking about everything I have to do and my heart is just like, feels like it's burning almost, like it's just anxious and uh, racing and so I drank some of the calm or the chill and I was like so relaxed, I was like. Oh, yeah. I feel <laughs> good about promoting this on my page. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've been promoting it. But, um, yeah, we need to get a coat because so many people want that.
2: <laughs> She's texting me, like, questions from people. Because
3: one of my friends who's pregnant asked if she could. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: It's funny. Yeah. Um, I would probably say, what did you tell her?
3: I sent her a screenshot of his very long explanation. Yes. <laughs> and what did you <laughs> tell her? Which is basically, like, just
1: talk to your doctor. Or I told her to check with her doctor. if 500 milligrams of a taurine
2: is, too much. is okay. I'm going to say I'd probably err on the side of caution and say no.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I would say like the easy answer would be to say no, but then I would ask.
2: But See, like I can make a very good point for other things with our supplements because I know what they'll do because right. you, it's not just taking one thing. You take like cofactors with it so it right. all makes work better. Um, like boost is okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a little bit of caffeine but, you know, mm-hmm. some women drink coffee while they're pregnant. You yeah. know, they don't recommend it, but some people can handle it. Um, the anastostol that's in the chill mm-hmm. is actually supposed to help with PCOS. Oh. Yeah. So, in theory, well,
1: that's you would want that.
3: <laughs> you would want
2: that. Not for the it's pregnant lady, right. but, you know, yeah. for maybe you, right? Yeah. Like, maybe that's something to help you wow, with. That's okay. Yeah. So, um, but the taurine is probably the one thing that I'm just not True. too sure about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I sent over some you research. Were trying
3: too. to, yeah, like explain that. To it's me just a that it's bit, a lot. I was like, like in the you know, car, and I was like, I feel like I just read a book. What, what you,
1: what you wouldn't want is for someone say, like, ah, it seems like a pretty good risk. I'll take it. And then yeah. it's like, well, no, that's not that's not the case. Like, right. to talk to your doctor, right? Like, it's <laughs> you know. out of curiosity.
3: Like, what does? What would that? How could that be harmful to the baby? It's
1: um, a, it's like a growth factor thing, and because it's done, because breast milk is already has a lot of touring.
3: Right. Okay. You and so then that, it's yeah.
1: like you're transferring even more, but it's not. But the studies that that have that I found is for three grams, of taurine supplementation while pregnant, and it's like it's not three it's grams. It's a high amount. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to say it like, oh yeah, it's not high enough because right. that's not true either. Like, who knows what else they're taking right. that could have taurine as well.
2: Yeah, I'm not. It's too just a co- risk I wouldn't
1: want to take. Yeah. You know?
2: Okay. So this is how I look at it. There are certain things from vitamins perspective, like if you were asked, like, what's, what could toxify my body? Well, vitamin D, you can do it in high amount. It's a fat-soluble vitamin, which means you store amount of it, like a, a big amount. Water-soluble vitamins means you need a constant supply, like B vitamins, vitamin C, right? D, A, E, and K, they all stay in your system, so you can basically top out. But well, like with taurine, it's an amino acid and a neurotransmitter. It comes from the production and... I don't know, the absorption of certain nutrients. And it's a byproduct, but it makes bile. Like taurine makes bile. Taurine helps with the parasympathetic nervous system. Taurine's a brain booster and a brain detoxer. So I'm like, it seems pretty safe to me yeah. that you could take that. The issue is, what's the right doses for a pregnant woman? And there's no studies for that. Yeah, That's the doses. problem. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I can't, I can't, I mean, I'd feel comfortable saying, like, you'll probably be safe, but yeah. what if for that? In, what if that person metabolizes it and it does this and yeah. all that, And I'm just like, I don't want to do the Correct. risk. Yeah.
1: Correct, That's how I look the at it. The other thing I said is like, well, because then you can make the argument about like, if this person has anxiety and is feeding that energy to the baby, right. but the chill helps them calm down, that's probably a really good thing. But then once again, you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do But here's, here's what I'll
2: say. I saw a lady in practice who was nursing who had pain pills given to her. Oxycodone which is something that could kill anyone, and she was taking liquid oxycodone, and her doctor said it was okay while she was nursing. Oxycodone's being passed through the breast milk into the baby. Even antidepressants are okay during nursing, which means it's okay to give a certain amount of antidepressants to a nursing woman even though they know it's going to pass through the breast milk because they say it's not high enough to make it effective. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and you're worried about taurine? (laughs) <laughs> like and you are giving Zoloft and oxycodone to all these women and you're like Gosh. you feel okay with you get birth control but yet yeah, torins like an issue like so that's that's yeah it is scary it's literally scary because we've seen so many natural remedies, so many natural approaches. They've been passed along for years. Ayurvedic medicine, right. uh, culanderos in, in Mexico, all this stuff is natural. All medicines are derived from plants. So, like even the poppy seed created opium, it's created morphine. Like right. you know, boswellia makes you know freaking uh, ibuprofen. You know, so mm-hmm. if you have a, if you have a derivative of something, it's it should be coming as closely from nature as possible. The problem is, just like a you're way too young for this, but Jacqueline is the, the original juicer. Mm-hmm. And he's used to say, if man made it, spit it out. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's the most simplest simple approach. You want to know anything about diet, man made it, spit it out. So even if it's GMO organic, I don't care. If it looks like a banana and you picked it off a tree, even if it was a GMO tree, it's still way better than anything that comes in a package box or a can that sits on a shelf for two years. Yeah, That's how I look at it. So even imagine like, If OBGYN said, hey, woman, you're inflamed and it could be your gut. What if you cut out this stuff in your diet and you weren't as inflamed and that helped your hormones? It doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. No one talks about it. No. Right? What if you cut out the sugar in your diet? Maybe you wouldn't be a diabetic during your pregnancy.
1: Right.
2: No, it wouldn't happen. And it's weird because babies are being born even bigger than they once were. On top of that, there's more C-sections than ever. And you talk about, (laughs) well, think about this. There's a natural approach of going through the birth canal when there's a, oh, what's it called, melachrome, melachrome, I forgot, Malia, no, that's the white bumps. I'm I'm blanking here. It's been a while since I've done my OBGYN rotations, right? But there's a covering on the skin Mm -hmm. that you only get through passing through the birth canal and it's antibodies. So when you were born, there's even this thought process that you don't wash the baby for like a week. Because those antibodies are on there and immunity is building. So you don't want to wash that off the skin. Mm. But the second that they go through a C-section, they get pulled out from the stomach. There's no natural deliverance. And so there's like all kinds of women's issues with C-sections. And now what will happen is women will plan their delivery. I'm going to deliver on June 29th because that works best for me so I can go do this and blah, blah, blah. So I can get back to work. So I get back to work and go do this. I mean it's – it's downright incredible, right? And and there's not enough paid leave for, for maternity, right? Other countries have paternity leave for the husbands, right, which is incredible. And you wonder why this health care system broken is because women get the wrong advice. Guys don't even know what they're doing. And most of the time, you're given the wrong medicines.
3: Right. Do you guys, like, in this field, in the position where you guys are in, do you think that – do you see, like, the industry changing to be more, like, holistic? Or is it –
2: I think still so. Old. I think oh, I think so, and it's because of people like you.
1: Yeah, it's okay. still a big change to overcome. Like, right. it's still a, a large. Por- Someone else asked me that. It's like, when do you think it's going to turn more holistic? It's like I think it has. It, I I think that well, especially in Austin, it has. And there's a, It's just more of like whenever people stop paying for the other things. Mm-hmm. Bingo is really when it when it comes yeah. down to right. Well, so because that's because, because even huh? What's
2: that?
3: Are they teaching it in school, or do you still have to go to like?
2: do oh holistic Uh, stuff oh no they don't teach that in school at all my nursing program even in 2013 uh i said in my nursing program i had to follow a family you know doctor Mm -hmm. because that's what i'm training a family nurse practitioner and uh they're like all right cool well how are you going to practice when you get out? I said, well, I'm going to practice with vitamins and nutrition and all that. And the nurses, nurses are open to holistic care. That's what we do. My professors were like, that's awesome, but you need to learn what the boards are going to teach you. So you have to go in a traditional setting. I said, well, I'm going to learn all that stuff, and I'm going to give the exact opposite. The nurses were like, that's cool. That's fine, but you still have to learn this. And I said, I'm better for it because I learned both options. So when I present it to a patient, I say, which option do you want? Let me give you an educated option inform you and you make the decision so with a better informed decision right education Mm -hmm. right and so to answer your question about the tide turning i'm very optimistic through this whole pandemic right before this happened there was this pulsating sensation amongst the people that we knew and encountered that the revolution was happening Mm -hmm. and it was happening from a grassroots campaign they always said the revolution will be televised. It's being televised now. The revolution is just completely different than what I ever imagined. But I yeah. feel like even after this, the power is still in the 99%. Mm-hmm. The power is in the consumer. You vote with your dollar. Every time you go to ATX Food Co., instead of going to McDonald's, you're paying to say, I vote with my dollar, and I choose to support local business, real food, and That's my true. friend's yeah. business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The same thing with you. You said I am not going to go birth control anymore. You basically stopped that and said, I'm changing the dynamic for me. And because you're an influencer, yeah. how many other women are you going to help that? You're going to help more women than we ever will yeah. because you have a bigger reach.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, th- and and then that's the other thing. Cause regardless if it was a free birth control, someone was still paying for it.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
1: So it's like, how do you that, and they're and
3: they're still seeing the numbers like how many you know like,
1: yeah and they're still getting crazy so that's not going to stop for a while until it's like what all of a sudden like a majority of women like we're not doing that so then it's right. like well who's paying for the program or like you know this money's yeah. going is not going anywhere let's find some other fake shit yeah. that people
3: can <laughs> <laughs> as fake shit <laughs> I'm glad you guys both said that because I you know I kind of went back and forth like during this whole process like should I. Yeah advertise that I'm hopping off birth control because I had two things that I was considering one are people going to think that I'm trying to get pregnant especially like I was thinking like my <laughs> boyfriend's mom even I'm like I love her <laughs> so much but like I remember I was like reading my book and you we went to their like house on weekend and I was like hiding it And he's like why are you hiding it he, he thinks it's so cool he's like go for it like I support whatever and I was like Cause I don't want your parents thinking I'm trying to get pregnant here that's the last thing I'm trying to do um so that was number one I'm like I don't want people to think I'm you know, just trying to get pregnant, way too young for that, number two, uh, I didn't want to push it on anyone, but now, like, the more and more I learn, and the more and more I talk, I feel like I have to, like, otherwise, like, if those ladies didn't say that to me last summer, I would still be on the pill, you know? Yeah. And I don't hate them for it. I'm not like, oh, you guys scared me out of, you know? Like, ultimately, I came to the decision, and I'm not going to, like, go on my Instagram and be like, if you're on birth control, you're a terrible human being, because that's yeah. not true. No. But um, I feel this responsibility. I'm like, I'm influencing people on so many other aspects, you know, of, like, yeah. life when it comes to, like, eating disorders and anxiety and just, like, just taking care of yourself. And this is a huge component to it, because, uh-huh. you know, like, I... I've been doing all of this stuff to have good health for the last, you know, however long, years and years, but I was still taking that pill every day. And that was really compromising my present and future health. And so I know so many women who, like, they eat really clean and they take such good care of themselves. They get the eight hours of sleep every night, but they're still taking the pill. And I just, like, I'm like, should I tell them, you
1: know? Like, I, I, I think the best thing is just to 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 uh to inc- not necessarily encourage but just to educate right yeah. because and then that way they can make their own decisions and, right. and it might be for someone might say like that's definitely not for me and that's fine but at least they know about yeah. it yeah uh, because I, then they're making their own decisions the worst part is like no one ever told me this right yeah. which is what usually happens luckily for you it happened at such a young age right. uh but for like i said like we run into 35 40 year olds that want to get off of it and and hopefully get pregnant now and it's just not going to happen. That's just mm-hmm. pregnancy is just one aspect of yeah. the pill, right? Right. Yeah.
2: But I've heur- I've heard it from like IUDs, yeah. like uh. the copper one, right? And I
3: Well, also like with uh I think it's with the IUD. Uh-huh. One of my really good girlfriends got one and she's like, "I mean, after I get this taken out, I'm not doing hormonal birth control again." But she like so she had to drive to St. Louis to get it, which was, like, two hours from campus, and, like, was hurdled up in the passenger seat of her car because of the cramping that you get for, like, the first day or two afterwards. And for, like, six months after getting it, was just bleeding nonstop. And yep. she's like, why the hell did I get this? <laughs> you know? Like, this wasn't fun to put in, you know? And now, and then um, a little side note, my younger sister, she had whatever.
2: The implant on. Yeah.
3: And it moved.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah so nubed. so for the, the listeners, Implanon is an injected like it's like a tube, like something it, they put it around your bicep. yeah and they inject this device into your arm that's basically hormone control and, and birth control. <laughs> I mean but no, I, I was in practice when I would see that, and women would just stick out their arm and And I was like, I could never imagine anyone who has a son saying, "That's cool to stick that in my kid no. and suppress his hormones." Crazy. But yet insurance pays for it.
3: Right. When Actually, I forgot to mention this. When I was telling my um,
0: <laughs> gynecologist
3: that I was going to get off the pill, she's like, well, how about you try – and it was the – I don't even know – IUD. And yeah. she was like, you know, it's non-hormonal. And I was like, oh, like, ding, ding, ding. Like, yeah. that was good to me. I was like, non-hormonal, and I won't get pregnant. I was like, so, but what are the downsides to it? Like, obviously, there are side effects. And she's like, well – and then she told me those things. And I was like, okay, then no. no. I'm like, why would I? I? was like, but then I questioned it even further. I was like, why would I bleed that much? You know? And she's like, well, because you're going to be just like really inflamed. And like, I was like, <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> no. Not it was like, no.
3: Doing that. Like that's, I literally just spent 30 minutes like telling you all of these reasons why I want to get off the pill. One of them is like inflammation. And you're telling me that. Yeah. Whatever.
2: So what you just said right now, when you talked <laughs> about taking control of your body, you already did. Yeah. Like, you know, you said that is that's one of your goals. You already did. Yeah. Think about that. Like, imagine you go to the doctor's office and you don't vocalize. You don't have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, maybe you wouldn't. You're like, yeah, whatever. That's right. fine. But you stood up for it. Yeah. And if everyone went into the doctor's office and said, you know what? I'm going to question everything you say because I've read this. Mm-hmm. And I think that this might be the route I want to go. You dictate and you dethrone what the doctor is saying because the truth is there's a lot of smarter doctors out there, but their hands are tied, and they're only doing what they've been trained to do, yeah. which is the same freaking approach with only newer medications. So I, if you ever watch a commercial – I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, especially like regular TV, but – Watch the evening news. If you No, screw that. Don't, watch the, well, Don't well. watch the evening news. Don't watch the evening news. Watch Wheel of Fortune or whatever you watch at night, right? And right in between those, with the commercials, it's always a medication commercial, like three of them, yeah. right? If there's five commercials, three of them are medications. Uh-huh. Every time they show a medication commercial, it's the most expensive drug that that company has to offer, yeah. which means it's a four or $500 a month medication they want you to hear about. Go to your doctor and say, that's what I need. Yeah. And it's incredible because... We're also
1: the only country that allows medication and commercials.
2: Bingo. Side effects. No. Yeah. Side effects include diarrhea, nausea, blurry vision, so bleeding, Death. anal bleeding. Like, I've heard that on a commercial. <laughs> anal bleeding, and it's a lady holding her husband's hand, walking on the beach. Like, yay, I'm so free now. I got to go run the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. And I'm like, no. No. No, no, no. No, I'm not signing up for that. People come in here and they ask very medical questions. So what's the side effects of glutathione and B12? Uh, better sleep, better energy, you poop more, uh, I don't know, you feel better? They're like, no, but what are the side effects? I just told you what the side effects are. Maybe you have a soreness at the injection site. Yeah. They're like, so what's the downfall? I am i don't know. I, I mean, I'm telling you. Like. I
3: asked you that too when I was getting the IV. I was like, so what are the side effects of this? And you're like... Good. Yeah. Yeah. You'll feel calm You'll like, poop for or... once.
2: So imagine if those commercials were like poop. that. Well imagine those commercials were that case. You're five. No, no, no. Okay. We bring up. Every single episode has been about a main drop of poop. I swear to God, it happens every time. So Baldo will say, I've pooped three times and it's, it's 9, nine AM a. and I'm like, damn, I've only done twice. And everyone else is like, What? Like that's awesome. I go like three times a week. And I'm like, man, you need to step up your <laughs> game, dude. I don't know what you're on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, that's
3: so bad. I remember telling my doctor, or well, it wasn't my doctor. One of my friends is like a holistic dietitian, but she actually studied, like, she went to school, so she, it's the same thing. Like yeah. I Learned the Western side as well, but is a holistic dietitian. And I told her one time, I was like, I think I'm constipated. She's like, How many times do you go? And I was like, Oh, like a couple times a day. And she's like, Oh, I thought you were gonna say like twice a week. And I was like, People go only that much. Yeah. No, what is, is that
1: one person said, like, Sundays? I go Friday Sunday.
2: and Sunday. <laughs> that's what they said. I said, that's not normal. She goes, that's my normal. I mean, the thing is, okay, we talked about depression earlier, like how that's, like, really hard to talk about. Imagine poop. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how, I swear to God, he hears this all the time. So that person came and wanted to lose weight. Why can't you lose weight? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. It's my hormones. Keep talking. I'm like, tell me about your digestive health. What does that have to do with anything? I'm like, I don't know, try me. Okay, cool. Well, you know, I go pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. How often do you go? Well, you know, I I go, you know, pretty regularly. How often do you go? Rolls her eyes at me and says, Fridays and Sundays. (laughs) And I was was like, what? And she was, she was annoyed. And I was like, that's not normal. That's my norm, whatever. I said, well, that's why you can't lose weight. Like, you're backed up. You're inflamed. Like, that's a sign of health imagine if you took that as your one of your vital signs people take blood pressure, your heart rate and, poop. I, and I poop yeah. my poop's great, my sleep's awesome right? It's just a cool word I love it <laughs> but people will okay I mean but people they don't want to talk about it but it's a yeah. sign of health
3: I know. It's so weird that people. I feel
2: like even good like, poops. I want to make sure it says good poops. I think Omar has that, right? Eat, sleep, poop. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Eat, sleep, I poop. I got a measure. Yeah. Good poops. That's what you want to make. Yeah. Oh, Slenderella, good poops. Yeah, good poops. <laughs> New product. <laughs> Oh my God! You imagine we had a supplement? They just—I wonder if that would sell. It would, it would sell. sell so Wait, so I just, see, that's why. It's why because it's like, people would say, "I want good poops. The, I want for good example, poops. I want good poops."
3: Magnesium like helps with that, but like no one buys mag- like for that don't know reason. That magnesium like helps with that, and then but if it was like magnesium for poop, people would be like, "Oh, okay."
1: <gasps> well, there's that's there, the product. It's gonna be a magnesium. We're gonna call it good poops. There's
2: there's a, <laughs> a was it Lacey Laboe the poop tea? That's what it's called. It's, like, called poop tea or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, what? And you know exactly what it's for. You're like, I need that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, like that yeah. ketones make, like, the like shot. We used to make a shot. <laughs> People come in all the time. I was like, I got you. Don't worry about it. I make them a shot. And they're like, dude, that thing's made me poop. Like, well, they so will,
2: but they won't tell me that. I'm like, how'd that shot work? They're like, do it again. Like, that's all I I'm, I'm like, all right, it worked. And they're like, yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, that's. But I see. It's just weird how it always comes back to it because no one ever talks about that, right? No. They don't think about it. I feel like
3: the last time I went to a doctor, too, they like were uncomfortable like talking about. It. I'm like,
2: because <laughs> they
1: don't. <laughs> they don't know what it's like.
3: Oh I'm, I'm telling I you. This is my, like, favorite podcast ever. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyone that listens, you're
2: going to walk away and say, bad birth control. Birth control is bad, and I need to poop more. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's I mean, a good, that is right.
2: That's a good <laughs> that, way to wrap up. That's a good way to wrap up. Yeah. So, uh, uh, like I said, I've had this really good conversation. <laughs> I, you're – I commend you. What you're doing is the reason why the revolution is coming, and we're going to be held throughout of this horror deal is because of people like you. And I I applaud what you're doing. It 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 takes a lot to stand up, especially be vocal with everything that you've done and had happened to you. So, so uh, for the listeners and all the people and viewers, uh, how would they find you?
3: Um, so many ways, but preferred way is on Instagram, Madeline's Cookbook. It's Madeline's underscore Cookbook. Um, and then from there. I have, like, a link in my bio. It'll be to my YouTube, my website, my Oh, yeah, Pinterest. congratulations on your YouTube. Thank you. I know. I wonder if there's a way I can even upload this to it or whatever. Sure. We'll share yeah, the we'll link- probably do it. Yeah, this we'll thing's share been the recording link- this whole time, yeah. so yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to look back and I laugh <laughs> at us just cracking up. Oh my goodness. Well what's
2: cute. gonna have to happen is we'll have a follow up episode yeah. and we'll see like where's the progress out, yeah. right? uh uh-huh. Right. So yeah. it'll be fun. We'll oh, be able yeah. to track it. So this thank, is awesome. thank you so much for joining us. Of thank you of course, so much. Maddie. Thank you guys. <laughs>